Welcome to Port Phantoms, a podcast miniseries dedicated to telling the haunted tales from the college at Brockport. I'm your host, Darcy Porter. Now, let me start off by saying the least typical thing that someone who is hosting a podcast about paranormal activity would say, and that is that I'm not a believer. You may be wondering why someone who is not a believer in ghosts would take the time or energy to host a podcast about them. Because although I don't really believe in spirits, there's one thing I do believe in, feelings. And most people who claim to encounter paranormal activity describe just that, a feeling, a chill, goosebumps, a shudder, some sort of bodily terrestrial response. I mean, who can say they haven't felt goosebumps on their skin when they walk into an extremely cold room? or a gust of wind so strong, it causes your body to involuntarily shudder. So while I may not 100% believe in these stories, I can identify with parts of them. Which leads me to think, maybe it's just a me thing. Maybe I'm just not privy to the fact that a ghost is ever in my presence. Either way, I'm not here to convince you one way or the other to believe in these tales or in the existence of spirits. That's for you to decide. I just hope you'll stay with me through the ins and outs of Brockport's haunted history, because if nothing else, it is Halloween. Episode 1, Haunted Hartwell. If you know Brockport, you know Hartwell Hall. You know that it's the college's oldest and largest academic building. If you've been around campus, you have undoubtedly been through its doors, countless times. Thousands upon thousands of people have been inside those walls. Because Hartwell has served as the main hub of the college for nearly 80 years. 80 years. Let's just pause there for a second. That's a lot of history. I'm going to take you through it quickly to set the stage for some of our tales. Hartwell was built in 1941, and at the time, it made up the entire college. All of Brockport's classrooms and administration offices, plus an auditorium, a library, a swimming pool, we'll come back to the swimming pool in a few, bowling alleys, and a coffee shop. And from Hartwell on, pardon my cliche here, the rest was history. We became SUNY Brockport in 1948 went from having a few hundred students in 1942 to thousands by the 1960s. And campus expanded to much more than just Hartwell. Residence halls, more academic buildings, recreational facilities, and so on. Hartwell today stands three stories tall, with 22 classrooms, over 120 faculty and staff offices, six computer labs, five dance studios, and a theater. It's 149,000 square feet of campus. All of this is to say that Hartwell is far from insignificant in size, historical value, in the definition of who and what Brockport is. So it makes sense that Brockport's legendary building is home to most of our legendary tales. The Legend of Edward Rowley As I mentioned before, Hartwell was built in 1941, but that's not where our story begins. Not even close. Our story starts in 1888 
at the Normal School building, where Modern Hartwell now stands. Edward Rowley worked the facilities, and in 1888, he drowned in a cistern outside the building. Here's an account of the incident from the village newspaper at the time. Yesterday afternoon, an accident occurred at the Normal School buildings, which resulted in the death of well-known Brockporter named Edward B. Rowley, whose home is on Clinton Street. In the rear of said building, there is a cistern some eight or ten feet in width and about the same depth, which at the time of the casualty contained seven and a half feet of water. Over the cistern was a plank covering, and upon that about a foot of earth. The earth was being removed by Mr. Rowley and another party, because the planking had become unsafe by reason of decay and needed replacing. Early in the afternoon, he stepped upon one piece of plank, which broke and let one leg through, but did not deter him from continuing his labors. The top was nearly uncovered when, without warning, another plank gave way, and he disappeared in the water. His assistant peered through the opening, but could not see him, as it was very dark. And when a sufficient opening could be made, there was no sign of his whereabouts. It was some 10 minutes before the remains were recovered by means of a hook. The paper described Rowley as an industrious and obliging citizen, and therefore a great loss to the community. Keep this in mind for later. Today, it is said that the ghost of Rowley now inhabits the space where this tragic incident occurred, a.k.a. Hartwell Hall. Some 100 years later, in 1993, a Brockport student had the opportunity to interview two of Hartwell's night cleaning staff about their experiences with the ghost of Rowley and other paranormal encounters. I'll take you through some of what they had to say about Rowley. Just keep in mind that these excerpts from the interview will be read by actors, not the cleaners themselves. We would look back at room 190. He'd be standing in the doorway with his hands on his hips, just looking, always dressed in black. And you could never see a head, like the headless horseman kind of thing. This is one of the cleaners, Florence Miller. One night I was dust mopping, working 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. I dust mopped the floor and I was coming down and something shot across in the lobby. And I hollered down, is that you? He answered me from the basement. And I walked up and looked behind the petitions, and nothing was there. Despite incidents like these, Florence never felt unsafe around the spirits. Maybe that's a nod to Raleigh's obliging character. Here's Florence again. I don't think he would harm me. I just think he's here until his dream is fulfilled. He left something and is dying. He's never come near us yet, but we've seen him. He's never harmed us. Even so, she was spooked enough that she would never go into the building by herself. Because in addition to Rowley, there were voices, which Florence believed came from entirely different spirits. Rumors and rumblings. Although Edward Rowley was the only confirmed accidental death on the property of Hartwell, there's tales of others. Brockport's first-ever principal, Julius Bates, who ran the Brockport Collegiate Institute from 1843 to 1845, died in his sleep in his apartment, which is in the same location as Rowley's death and the same location as modern Hartwell. Again, as someone who doesn't buy into the world of the paranormal, it does strike me as kind of odd. Brockport's first-ever principal dies on our property, and now the building that stands there is claimed to be haunted. It begs the question, does the ghost of Julius Bates roam the halls of Hartwell to watch over the school he created? 
And then there are other mysteries. People tell stories of a man who died in a boiler room and a girl who drowned in the old Hartwell swimming pool. College archivist Charlie Cowling says that as far as he knows, no one ever died inside the walls of Hartwell. However, tales persist and voices have been heard. Florence. There was that one time, over Christmas break, it was time to come back to school. We went to the upper floor to make sure we had chalk and erasers. We opened the door in 239 and heard voices. Couldn't really make out what it said. Then her partner Natalie weighs in. It was a woman's voice, and I turned around and said, did you hear that? If you're in the building real late at night, yeah, you can hear voices. Natalie, speculating. It could be Mr. Bates. It could be that guy. It could be the girl who died in the pool. Florence again. We was in a dance studio or some place cleaning, and someone said Florence. I went out in the hall, and there was not a single soul standing in the hall. We've never seen the woman, just the woman's voice. There's something in this building, because doors open here and shut. One night we did go back to the pool. Remember that night? Gail took us all back there, because she thought there were kids in here. We went back there, and we heard voices and music playing, and I said, let's get out of here. There was nothing back there but us. I used to come in at 4.30 in the early morning, and I will not come in this building anymore by myself. Other unexplained occurrences kept Florence and Natalie thoroughly spooked. Toilets flushing, doors slamming, measuring cups flying across rooms— And even the time a math problem was written out on a blackboard at night and had been solved by morning, all of which seemingly occurred without anyone else in the building. Creepy. For those of you listening who are skeptics like me, believe what you will. I do know one thing. I have no plans to be alone in Hartwell late at night. And Florence Miller has some words of wisdom for all of us out there that still don't believe. She says, come to Hartwell, And you will. Stay tuned for episode two, where we'll take you through the haunted tales of the rest of campus and our third and final episode, which will be the culmination of all of our efforts to trace paranormal activity on the campus of Brockport. For episode three, we're taking you through an actual ghost hunt in Hartwell Hall. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Darcy Porter. Credit for Port Phantoms, a podcast, goes to writer and host Darcy Porter, editor Anna Loria, audio engineer Megan Finnerty, and college archivist Charlie Cowling.